Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, goddesses. Welcome to another edition of Astrology Hour. Of course, we have special guest Lynette Duncan on today, esoteric astrologer. And uh, we'll be talking to her soon about what all is going on with the planets and the energies around us and within us, how we're being affected or how we're affecting the planets, however you see it. Um, But I have a few announcements before we get into the rest of the show. Uh, If you're tuning in here, then you're well aware that Astrology Hour happens every second and fourth Wednesday of the month. However, we also have um, Awaken the Goddess Within, and that is typically co-hosted with Elizabeth Harbin. Elizabeth Harbin also provides uh, free readings for call-ins, um, guests who wish to call in and get readings from her. Uh, we normally do that every first and third Wednesday. And um, this has been typically referred to as Psychic Wednesday, and we have her on uh, for 90 minutes because uh, she has gained such a following <laughs> in doing this. And she's very gifted and, and just gives great insight with her readings as well. Um, and as such, I'm aware how popular she is. I'm aware how loved and adored she is and, and how much each of you would want to know if anything was going on with her so you could send her lots of love and light and healing and energy. Um, she has actually uh, been going through quite an, a significant transition and, and recently, uh, and I posted this on the Facebook page uh, if you are following us there, but her mother, who she always references on our show, has just transitioned into spirit just last week and so she's no longer here on the planet with us and she however we we are aware will be visiting us regularly on our show uh but she has been going through that transition and that shift for some time and was you know as prepared as anyone can be but certainly there's really nothing that can prepare you for that so i would ask that each of you send Love and light to Elizabeth Harbin and lots of um, good energy her way. She's uh, such a light in the world, does so many amazing things, and I know how loved she is. I know how much I love her and appreciate her, and I just really want to send as much love as possible so that she can really feel it and and get through this difficult time. And, of course, yes, she is handling it, um, you know, better than I think most people would would think uh, she would, just because we all know how close she was to her mom. But we're also aware that she knows the transition and she knows, you know, the situation and and what energy and spirit and all of that is. At the same time, you can't help but miss your mama. So send that information or send that love and light to her and and send all your guides and and whatever angels and however you believe, whatever your – whatever your – belief system is uh, it's all love anyway so just send that to her because i know she'll greatly appreciate it uh as far as i know we will have her on next wednesday we've had a few shows we have not had because of that transition so if you've been wondering why you've been missing awaken the goddess within and psychic wednesday with elizabeth harbin that is why so um always keep up to date on this information and these announcements because i, I make them regularly on our sh- on our show page on facebook and that's facebook.com backslash girl power half hour. If you're not following us there, please do 
um, that will keep you updated on any changes with show times or if we have to make a sudden cancellation because of a family emergency or a situation like this, then you'll be updated there rather than trying to listen to our show and realizing it's not on. So, uh, again, apologies for those cancellations, but I'm sure you all understand. Um, I also wanted to share with you just really briefly, I recently was in a, my twin flame and I were in a, a, a tornado. <laughs> and um, actually Lynette knows about this because I sent her some information about it. And I, there's been quite an insane energy around lately. And uh, I say that lightly insane. I mean by that um, just uh, not chaotic, but, different, very different from what I'm used to, um, but it's a high vibration energy. It just seems like there's a lot of urgency in it. I don't know what that's about. I'm hoping I'll find out today, um, but I'm aware that a lot of releasing that I've been doing is, is in turbo now, turbo speed, and uh, it's happening quite quickly. So this tornado that I was in, it was obviously a small one, or I probably wouldn't be here talking to you about it. But my uh, fiancé and I, we were actually in our car, and it was a small tornado, and it did hit our car, and it did move and lift our vehicle, and it actually shattered our back glass. So um, just the vacuum pressure. But it was a very interesting experience, and I just am sharing it with you because uh, this is something that has obviously never happened to me. And when I say in it, I mean in it, like literally inside of it. And I, I... I'm blown away by the experience of it, the power of it, and I wanted to share it with all of you because we on Awaken the Goddess Within and Astrology Hour always talk about Mother Earth. We talk about all these spiritual energies. We talk about the universe. We talk about all these experiences. And I don't think I've ever in my life experienced something with such high vibration or high energy or intense energy as I have in that moment. And, uh, I came away from that with a whole new respect for Mother Nature. Not that I never had one before, but wow, uh, that was a small tornado. I can't imagine what the big ones do. And then just the spiritual aspect of it, there was um, the glass that shattered in the back was the back windshield. There was a symbol kind of left in it. Now this can just be the way that glass shatters but I don't believe in coincidences. So anything that I see, I take it as a sign. I take it as a message um, because, you know, that's the positive way of looking at everything. And so I, I took it that way, and it, it, it was very interesting. If you want more information about it, I'm going to post some information about it on the, on the page. So facebook.com backslash girl power half hour. If you want to hear the story or see the window or – the video was correlated with it uh, because thankfully my fiance is a professional videographer and he happened to catch everything except the tornado. <laughs> he, he got the tornado leaving, but not us in it. Um, but he did get, he did document um, everything as, as well as the day after and kind of my thoughts on it. But uh, if you want any information about that, you can see that there. And um, it was interesting, and Lynette had a great, interesting uh, perspective on it, too, which I, I agree with, and we can share that some other time. I know there's a lot to talk about today, but uh, I will highly recommend that any of you, if you ever have an experience or anything that you're going through, that you just have questions for Lynette. She is uh, an amazing individual to talk to. All of these things that 
she shares with us here, you know, she does this stuff professionally. So if you need anything from her, you know, you can go to her website. So, Lynette, as I introduce you, I would like for you to start out by just letting people know how they can contact you, um, how they could get in touch with you. If they had, if they had questions about something that occurred or if they wanted a reading or if they wanted um, you to do anything for them, I know you offer so many services on your website. So if you could give uh, our listeners your website address, as well as your contact information that you that you put out there for people to contact you when they do want uh, your services. Absolutely, sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, my mm-hmm. website is www.oracleofyoursoul.life. Um, you can access me um, and through phone. Uh, my phone number is there. My email address is there. But um, you can also find me on Instagram at Oracle of Your Soul. And you can also reach me by email at Oracle of Your Soul at gmail.com. So Oracle of Your Soul at gmail.com um, and, and Oracle of Your Soul.life um, is my website as well. So you can find access to me on all different platforms through those two, um, those two ways to reach me. So, yeah, thank you. Yes, absolutely. All right, well, and let me say, first of all, thank you for being on the show again. As you, as, as you have been um, giving this information, I have a notebook specifically designed for Astrology Hour because I take notes the entire time you talk. Um, I want to let everyone know that if you are just tuning in and you are um, a fan of Lynette Duncan, I know she has quite a few followers. So if you are just tuning in, be sure that you have a notepad and a pen ready to write things down. Information comes quickly. There's a lot of it. You want to write it down and keep it. Uh, This show is archived, so if you'd like to share it after the show is over, you can simply click on the link and share it with friends. Um, It is something that uh, every time I tell people about it, this information is something that I, I do believe that should be shared as much as possible simply because we're all going through this. This isn't just affecting one person. This is affecting everyone. So it's, it's certainly um, information that can be shared in love and kindness because we'll, you know, maybe going through different changes or shifts right now, not really understanding what's happening, and this sheds some light on it. I'll say, Lynette, personally, I've been kind of wiped out today, and I don't know if that's just from the releasing or if there's an energy like that going on. But I know you're going to give us just a whole lot of information, and um, I want to go ahead and let you do that. To our listeners, please know I don't interrupt Lynette when she talks, uh, so you won't hear from me much until we wrap up. Um, that's because we're, we're not in a Q&A style here. Lynette has so much to share that I would be interrupting that if we did it that way. So I'm just going to let you take it away, Lynette, give us all the information you have. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you again for having me um, on your platform. It's always a pleasure to be here, and I'm always excited to share um, my perspective and knowledge of astrology and how these energies are being felt and appreciated by each person or by the collective. Um, Yeah, you know, it's interesting because everyone that I've been in connection with through my own practice um, and what I do is feeling sort of a lull, and what I'm really likening this to is a pause. Um, We have currently got um, five planets right now in retrograde. And retrograde, um, when a planet goes retrograde, it appears from the perspective of Earth to be moving backwards. And it's just an optical illusion. It's not actually really a retrograde. Planets don't move backwards or stop in the sky. 
Um, but it is, from our perspective, um, a time to go within, and that's what retrograde really means. So all of the re-words um, apply to retrograde fashions. Um, so we're talking about review, revaluation, reconfiguration, recognition. Any of these words that have a re in front of them, um, you can apply to a retrograde season. So we're going to be in retrograde season all summer, and we just recently had Neptune go retrograde a couple of weeks ago, and then Mars went retrograde just a couple of days ago, two days ago. So Mars is the one I'm really sensing that we're feeling in a big way. We have Jupiter, we have Saturn, we have Pluto, Neptune, all in retrograde. These are more medium to outer planets. They're felt by the collective, but they have such a long orbit that they're they're not as felt as intimately as a personal planet like Mars is or Venus when it turns retrograde or even Mercury. So this planet of Mars, of course, represents and governs our energy, literally, our energy and our um, motivation, our ability to um, achieve, our ability, our drive that we move forward in the world with, how we take action. And so everyone has been feeling this slowing down and it is going to be in this process of retrograde. We're going to be feeling this really until uh, around the 27th, 26th or 27th of August. So what does that mean? Um, we have the, with Mars in retrograde like this, what it really indicates, and you're likely to be feeling and having some experience of this, is a pause in the sense of the way that you're taking action or the way that things are manifesting or showing up in your life. And this may be a time of great frustration for many if you've been on a, in a forward motion, in a forward movement. What's really interesting about this Mars in retrograde is that it hasn't been retrograde in this sign of Aquarius since 1971. So this is really an amazing energy and, um, Mars in Aquarius is any kind of an Aquarian energy or Uranus energy, which is the planet that rules Aquarius, is about the new paradigm shift that we're moving into. So Mars has been in the sign of Aquarius for a couple of months, and we've been feeling this flow and this expansion into the collective consciousness and into the sort of shattering old paradigm. And then it felt like it just turned, like put the brakes full on and there was a lot of integration that happened, a lot of things that were slowing down, things that were flowing seemed to sort of have just this vibration of a pause or a stopping, like there was things just weren't working in the same fashion. So there's so many layers to this um, because we also have a full moon today. And so I'm going to cover all of that. But this Mars retrograde is really going to be fairly significant, and it's working in tandem with all these other retrograde planets. So there is really going to be a regeneration, sort of a renewal energy as we go within, because these retrogrades are going to pull us inward. And this is really, in a sense, a breath or a pause to really go within. Now, so let's talk a little bit about um, some of the other supporting energies that we can kind of tie into, into this with. Um, we do have Mars today, which is 
Um, it, obviously, just recently in this retrograde, it is in a, an opposition position to the North Node. And the North Node is conjunct Venus. So we've got an, a Mars and Venus ob, um, opposition happening. Now, whenever that happens, we've got these masculine and feminine energies that are literally at polar opposites within us because this is energy that we carry. And so our relationships and the way that we kind of exist and flow in relationships is definitely going to be up for review. Um, we may notice that there are challenges that come up in relationships, things that we're going back over, issues that are coming up that we've thought we've, you know, have worked through and digested, and they might be coming back up again. Venus, in conjunction with the North Node, is really about the North Node, of course, is our destiny. The North Node is where our sole purpose lies. And right now, collectively, it's sitting in the sign of um, Leo. So we have had this amazing energy um, for a little more than a year now, which is really grounding us into our authenticity and our sovereign energy as spirit in human, in human form. And this is why many of us are experiencing a heightened energy, a heightened interest, a real desire, a real soul urge to sort of get on with it, to really um, be serious about moving through our ascension energies, to be really serious about getting into the meat of what it is that we're actually here to do. And many people are feeling a great urge within them to sort of connect with that mission, that life mission, that life purpose. That's essentially what I do in my coaching practice is I assist people with um, their soul map to see exactly how to navigate the energies in their, um, in their blueprint so that they can make those steps easily and in a, in, a, in a confident way to connect with that actual purpose and mission. It becomes very clear. So, but we're all feeling this collectively. Now with Venus on the North Node in the fashion that it is, um, and she's been here for a while. She's been here for the last three weeks or so. She is really bringing into focus our values. And that's likely what's coming up with this Mars opposing Venus and the North Node in this sense, is this is we're, we're re-evaluating what our values are in a sense um, as we sort of move through this configuration of our soul purpose and destiny. And so this is really important information to understand and know. Leo, of course, is an energy of the heart. It's, it's, Leo is ruled by the heart. It's ruled by the heart chakra. The heart chakra is really the meeting point of the chakra system, and it is really what the ascension is about. Our chakra, our heart chakra is the most important chakra as we move into our evolution of this new way of being. And so it's really important that we work with chakra systems within us to clear them, to heal them so that they're open and functioning because any blockages are going to also, you're going to feel that as a blockage in the heart. So if you are feeling any kind of a, uh, a blockage or issues around any heart expansion, a lot of time heart expansions feel like grief and depression. It feels like um, heartache, heartbreak. These are all um, symptoms of not only your ascension process, but also of heart expansion because your heart literally, your, your energy, the chakra energy around your heart is expanding. It will oftentimes feel like heart, heart palpations. And 
things like that of that nature, any heart arrhythmia, sometimes I'll clearly you want to be checked out if you're concerned about any sort of a health condition. But these are ascension symptoms, and it's really just an activation of heart energy. But the heart is definitely going to be activated during this time. And a lot of times how we visit that, how we experience that, is through our love and close relationships. <clears throat> now, the reason why this is really important, again, is because we are looking at this value system. We're working on a very, very deep level right now with all the configurations on our self-identity and self-worth. These are the two most important items that are coming up in our view. <clears throat> now, part of what we're also experiencing today, of course, I can't forget this, is the full moon in Capricorn. And what is really significant about this, and I feel like this is what a lot of people are experiencing that they're having trouble putting their finger on, is this is a lot of ancestral energy that is arising through our physical cellular bodies. So not only are we, have we been holding on to ancestral energy on a cellular level through our DNA, but we're also releasing it in a psychic and spiritual way because we are literally, as we're moving through these higher dimensional states, we have to act as conduits and channels to release this denser energy that our ancestors were unable to access when they were in physical form. When you have cancer, a cancer moon and a Capricorn, excuse me, when you have a cancer sun and a Capricorn emphasis on the moon, and we've got a lot of Capricorn energy with Saturn and Pluto there, um, these are both ancestral markers. Cancer is about family. It's the deepest energy of the chart, um, and it's very foundational. So it's really representative of family, the mother especially, and the nurturance that we receive as a small child. Capricorn represents the father energy, the authoritative energy that also becomes that father figure. And it also represents our elders. And so we're really in a play of ancestral release today. And we've been feeling this as the, the full moon has approached. We are at the apex of that. Um, and that will happen, and I don't have the exact time for that, I'm sorry. It, I think, I wanna say it happens around 9 p.m. on Pacific time tonight, somewhere around there. And it is a, full moons of course are always about a release. So we are feeling this release. And so if you're feeling the exhaustion, if you're feeling um, emotional and tired or you're having literally literal conflict or exchanges with family, that's part of this energy. It's just energy moving through us. And so much about what we're in, the experience that we're having on the planet as Earth, as human souls right now, is really about the transformation, the transmutation of the energy. We are here as conduits to release that energy collectively. So we're all feeling it and being activated by these energies in different ways. Now, the full moon today is, um, again, in the sign of Capricorn, and it is also conjunct the planet Saturn. Now, Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn, so there is definitely some heaviness. Saturn is not a planet that's joyful. <laughs> Saturn is a planet of responsibility. Saturn is a planet of limitation and restriction. That's its energy. And what it does, um, it builds forms and structures. It, it creates this, it's what we create physical density with. So it's really a manifestation planet. It's important, 
but it definitely doesn't mess around. It has an energy within the zodiac that really grounds us into the physical reality. And when, because it oftentimes feels like it's a very limiting energy, a very restrictive energy, um, it can feel depressive and it can feel restrictive in that way. The moon is our emotional energy. It's our emotional connection. The moon also represents our past. And so there's many aspects and many um, attributes to this ancestral release that we're experiencing. Um, Saturn, however, is going to have a more limited expression emotionally. And so I feel like that is causing um, some of the exhaustion, some of the depression, some of even the anger that is arising. So it's really important, in a sense, to sort of stay detached a little bit from the experience that you may be having. Part of our ascension that we've been moving through is really about releasing judgment. And this is a big, big um, overview of the soul, of the soul lessons that we're all experiencing. It's releasing judgment. We're releasing judgment about others. We're especially releasing judgment about ourselves. So one of the ways to really navigate this full moon is to release any judgment around how you are experiencing these energies. Because I know from what I've heard from a lot of my clients is they have felt this pause. They felt this sort of stopping of energy. They felt more heavy in their hearts and revisiting things that they thought they had cleared. And there's a lot of judgment about, you know, that that's bad, that they're doing something wrong that somehow they've lost that connection. And that's not at all what's happening. So much of us moving through these energies is about our perception. And so it's important to be clear within yourself and sort of, you know, activate that Saturn on your moon to take personal responsibility for what your perception is, because it is, it can likely get distorted if you go into a pity party or feeling like you're not navigating these energies well because you feel we're feeling really good and now all of a sudden all the energy seems to have sort of stopped and gone backwards. That is what's happening. The energy is kind of stopping and taking a breath, but you should too. This is a this is a this is an activation for you to also take a breath and to stop and to pause. But you know, try not to go into the story of why that's happening. There are lots of things at play. And remember that whenever we stop and take a breath in the ebb and flow of life, it's usually an integration period. But it can be confusing because a lot of times it feels like there's been a disconnection. And we do have to take a time. We go, we, we're in these cycles of ebb and flow, and we do have to use that energy of the ebb to regroup. And that's really the period of time that we're in. It's just this real regroup of energies and to give ourselves the compassion and the love and support that we would be giving a friend or a child at this time if they were experiencing a hiccup, which is kind of what this feels like. Now, today, part of the, um, the full moon expression, um, it, it's also the sun and the moon conjunct Saturn are in a T-square with Chiron. So Chiron, of course, is a very healing energy. But what that also means is that there are wounds that may be rising to the surface during this passage. They are going to get activated. And this is a good thing in a sense. It's both the good news and the bad news because any residual wounds that are latent in your cellular structure, in your psyche, in your auric field are going to be um, 
they're going to be arising for you to see them, to feel them, and to heal them. Because in order to heal it, we have to feel it first. So, again, it's really important not to attach a judgment about what that is about. It's just an observation and just loving yourself in that moment, loving the one who's having that experience. Um, This is definitely um, Chiron is in Aries. So when there's a T-square, there's a lot of stress and pressure on that particular planet. So there's no question that um, our wounds are wounding um, even we have to even look at the ways that we are wounders, the way that we actually can wound others. We have to really take personal responsibility during this passage. And that's part of what Saturn's message is when it's attached to this full moon. It's really about taking personal responsibility for our emotions, for our responses, for the ways that we respond and react with others in relationship, because that the moon is about our relationship with others as well. Now, Chiron being in the sign of Aries, it's a beautiful energy because the wound here or the healing, if we look at it from either aspect, is about our self-identity. That's what Aries is about, is about healing that identification within ourselves. And so in this sense, we're getting stronger in our personal identity, but we are also possibly getting really activated and defensive about this new muscle that we're all exercising with Chiron just newly in this sign of Aries. So Chiron, of course, is going to be in this sign for several years, but it is going to be going retrograde in just a few weeks. And it is going to dip back down into Pisces, which where it had been for about six years and maybe even longer than that. And it had been really um, pulling out the wounds. And so as much as I almost hate to say it out loud, there is going to still be some work to do. And it's really important to honor yourself, to really take care of yourself, to use the tools and the skills that you've collected through your ascension process, the things that you've learned to navigate these energies as they come up because it's essential. Um, You know, I know sometimes when I work with people, they're like, well, when does, when is it going to be over? (laughs) Well, you know, this ascension is um, a thousand-year process. We're literally doing something as a human race that we do not have a connection with, even in historical terms. So we're doing work on so many multidimensional levels that, you know, if you can, try not to get caught up in the timeline of what it's going to look like and just um, kind of roll with the punches. I think that's the best advice I could give is to just be accepting and loving with yourself of, of any vibration that you experience. But Chiron is definitely going to move backward into the sign of Pisces, um, which is going to definitely connect you to some possibly um, older stuff that you had been working through when Chiron was active in that sign. Pisces is really about um, the collective oneness. It's about our divine connection with source. But it also, of course, is an energy of boundaries. And so you may be revisiting those aspects within your life and within your relationships as well about boundaries and getting clarity because Pisces is a very mystical energy. It's misty, literally, and it's vibration. It's a water sign, but its energy is more of steam, of fog, of cloud. It's very boundless. It's like the permeable boundary of a cell, in fact. So even though there's a boundary around it, it's permeable. And so boundaries may definitely be something that comes up. 
So there is this T-square here, and so it's definitely putting some pressure. Now, what T-squares mean, or squares in general, what they signify is that they'll put pressure on it's a 90-degree angle, so it really puts pressure on that planet. And it, what it's begging is for um, change. So something, if you're feeling this vibration, if you're feeling this wound, if you're feeling this healing energy surface in your life, it's asking you to go a little bit deeper into what is what changes do you need to make? What kinds of adjustments do you need to make? And so this is how the retrogrades really support us because they allow us to really go within and to do the introspective work to see what we may have been able, you know, we've been in this integration process. We've gotten so far. This is now a period of a pause and a breath where we can actually go back and review our work, review where we've been, and really get the last of it out of the system. And once Chiron goes um, into this Pisces sign and then moves back into Aries, she won't go back into Pisces again. And then we're definitely going to feel the vibration of her in Aries as she heals this self-identity wound. And this will be a collective process. Part of the energy that we're moving into is the, um, the vibration of, the lion's gate, which is approaching, and between the solstice, which just occurred, and the lion's gate, which will happen around the week of the 8th of August, it's, there's, we're definitely going to be feeling this energy, um, is going to be substantial. Now, what always happens every year at the lion's gate is that our sun aligns with the Sirius um, star system. And Sirius is a really significant energy in the ascension. There are many Syrian um, star seeds that are on the earth at this time. Um, they are what we recognize as blue ray beings or indigos. And indigos are in different generations. Um, the, we had a wave of indigo energies that came in during the 60s. Um, and early 70s, and then we had another wave of indigos that came in um, in the, in the uh, I believe, the 80s and the 90s. And so we do have a myriad of generations that are coming in as starseeds. And, of course, starseeds and indigos are not confined by those parameters, but there was a large amount of people that came in during that time. What's important to know, if you do resonate or um, identify in some way with that indigo or Blu-ray energy is that it's almost what they call a forgotten ray of light workers. Um, these beings come in with a lot of, they carry a lot of ancestral trauma. They carry a lot of physical um, trauma and emotional and spiritual trauma. Um, they've come in with a contract to clear that within their own physical bodies for themselves and for the ascending ones. So Syrian energy is really, um, as all the starseed identifications are here for the ascension. So I only mention that because if we have any listeners out there that identify with this blue ray or with the Sirius stargate, this is definitely going to activate you. And you're likely to have profound breakthroughs between now and that lion's gate as it lines up. Um, we are going to be having between July and August 
Act, and I'm not going to talk too much about that today. We'll do that in a couple of weeks. But we're going to be having, between July and August, um, three eclipse periods. And so we have a very, between these retrogrades um, and these activations uh, um, and these eclipses, which are going to be incredibly intense, um, a lot of stuff going on for the summer um, of 2018. Now, another thing that's happening on the Lion's Gate um, on the 8th of August is as some of these retrograded energies turn in a direct fashion, we have Uranus, which is going to be going retrograde on the, on the Lion's Gate that day. That's going to be fairly significant. Uranus energy, again, is about that liberation and freedom, and we do have, we are going to be feeling that. We've been feeling um, Uranus move into Taurus. We've been talking about that. It's at one degree now. So it's a very slow-moving planet. When it goes retrograde, it will go back. It will dip back into Aries where it will join the energy of Chiron to really um, work on that self-identity. Now, Uranus about eight years in the sign of Aries, which was helping us to become stronger in our self-identity, stronger in our confidence, stronger in our ability to move into the world with confidence and with grace, and also forming our self-identity in even our relationships and in the world. And so Uranus has a very, very important role. Uranus carries a vibration of liberation and freedom, and he's a rule breaker. So in the sign of Taurus, we're definitely looking at the energy of not only just money, but security and self-worth. This is what is established in the sign of Taurus. So Uranus is going to be spending his time for the next eight years in the sign of Taurus, and he's going to be liberating us from our constraints and and limitations around money, around security, around self-worth around what our values are. We're going to be reshaping our values in a really big way. And so because that's a vibration that we're holding right now in this configuration, this, this, um, this full moon passage and this Mars retrograde is really getting us ready for that reevaluation with our, our, our values because we've got this Venus that's been on this north node during this passage for the last couple of weeks during our last conversation two weeks ago and as well as today. So there's a lot going on. And, of course, astrology works in large cycles. Um, But Uranus is going to dip down into Aries. There is going to be an emphasis on self-identity. So, of course, is an energy of liberation. So when you come into the stickiness of your self-identity, it may look like conflict between others about standing your ground about being able to express yourself and what you think and how you feel and being an independent individual, uh, independent of your relationship or independent of your family or independent of your children. There's going to be a big reset that's going to occur around this lion's gate energy. And when it moves in a direct, um, you know, we've got these retrogrades happening. So you're going to have some time to sort of prepare. And then as soon as the lion's gate happens on the 8th, that, planet stations and starts turning um well it's already going to be stationed but then it will go in a a backward fashion and so you are going to be revisiting some of those um ideas and ideals 
and concepts. So it's a good time during this retrograde period to really go within to get clear, to get some clarity about what your values are, about, what, about who you are, about how you want to show up. This whole retrograde um, period is really, I feel, about getting to the core. So again, we're really just in a revisitation of who we really are. We're, continue, we're having these beautiful opportunities to just strip away, strip away, strip away. Does it feel exhausting? Yes, it does. It feels exhausting. It feels like it's never going to end. It feels like we just get to the, to the edge of it and we feel good. And then we kind of go back into this cycle where we're like, oh, my gosh, there's more. Yeah, there's more. And what's beautiful about it is that every time we go through these cycles, we rise even higher and we rise even higher and we rise even higher. So if you can view this as an opportunity for that rising energy and that you're clearing debris, you're clearing the way for that higher energy to come through, you're really going to benefit. So again, it's really about reorientation into the core, going back into the core and not being afraid to speak your truth, not being afraid to really identify. And, you know, Aries is a selfish sign. It really is. It's selfish in a good way. That's the natural energy of Aries. Aries is concerned with self. And that's not necessarily a popular concept in the spiritual community. Um, It's not about service to self. We're here in service to others. But the reason that we're having so much emphasis on our own identity, on our own spiritual path, on our own mission and our own self-love and self-worth is because we've got to get stronger individually so that we can come together as a whole, as a collective in full force. We are here as starseeds on a rescue mission. That's really what we're here to do. And so our souls are very aware of what we're doing. Our souls are very aware of the challenges in front of us. We're not ever going to be given anything that we cannot manage or navigate. And so it's really just about the, the, um, the attitude, the perception that you hold about the experiences that you're moving through. Now, one of the things that I do want to bring up is we also have what I call a yod or a yod, depending on how you pronounce that. Um, it's an energetic um, configuration, and we've got it's so it's very it's like an isosceles triangle. It's like a um, a wheelbarrow. So you've got two handles of the wheelbarrow, and you've got um, Pluto at 20 degrees and Neptune at 16 degrees, both in retrograde motion, and they are actually the apex of that triangle is Venus. So there's really really a heavy emphasis on self worth and values, what you value. There's no way to escape this. I would bet, and I would put money on it, that everyone is having this as as an issue that's coming up for review or that you will be experiencing this in deeper ways. And that is going to include even really deep stuff like ancestral and family connections and where your loyalties lie and maybe getting even beyond the understanding of race and tribe. Um, We're all human souls here. Um, We are connected ancestrally by DNA, but essentially beyond that, we're human souls that are here that are really uh, part of the oneness. So this is definitely some interesting, very esoteric energy that we are moving through. And it feels very important because we do have Venus, which has been conjunct and is passing over this 
south node or this north node, which is really aligning us with our destiny. So the destiny for us is about not only claiming our authenticity and personal authority, but it's also about getting very, very clear about the feminine, okay, Venus, the feminine, balancing those masculine feminine energies within our relationships, within ourselves, within the collective. And, of course, Venus always carries an energy of love, of money, security, finances, and, of course, um, values and what we value. So there's just no way around it. We've got some work to do over the summer, and it's really exciting and good news. Um, This full moon is a great opportunity to do a really significant ritual or ceremony if you are interested in that kind of thing around the releasing of ancestral patterns. Um, This is a really good time to really look at those um, familial connections and where you feel like your values are in the place of that. So what's going to come up for you possibly is um, a very clear distinction between where you feel like your duty or obligation is and where your authenticity is. So this is really the channels that we're going to be working through as we move through these eclipse energies and this retrograde energy, um, the, there is going to really, it just feels like a big dial that's sort of dialing back. And so all of the energy as it moves in a backward fashion, just allow yourself to breathe, allow yourself to rest, allow yourself to really nurture yourself. Again, nurturance is really about the sun in cancer. It's also about this Venus in Leo. So this is really a self-orientation. What do you need? If you're thinking, if you've been thinking about changing your diet or putting, you know, bringing in an exercise program, this is good, a good time to really get some, um, you know, to really be ruminating on that, to really be feeling how you can really make some changes in your life that are going to stick, things that you're going to feel committed to. This isn't necessarily a time to implement those changes, but it's definitely a time to figure out what your values are around that. A lot of times what I notice is that it's interesting. Spiritual people will either change their diet, they're more body-centered, and then the spirituality comes online. After that, once they become more committed in a physical way to their bodies, or you've got a very spiritual person who the last thing that they do is they make that physical tweak, and so they become a lot more committed to their physical presence. And that's really what feels like um, is possible, is that there's going to be some sort of a a reorientation of those kinds of values. Um, But it is going to deepen our experience in really profound ways. Now, just as a sneak peek for the next week um, or the next time that we that we meet, um, we are going to be talking about um, the energies of these eclipses, and we do have some of the eclipses happening around the North Node, which is the destiny point, and we also have a return of Pluto um, that is making a full circle um, from the United States. Um, chart. And so Pluto is making his return to the natal chart of the United States. We're going to be feeling a lot of changes in a very deep way throughout this summer and throughout the rest of this year. And part of what this retrograde period is really getting us prepared for that. So this is a time to just take a breath, stay in love with yourself, really be compassionate 
do what you need to do. Get out of judgment about what you think it means and really just smile because we're doing it and it's happening very, very quickly. Wow. So I'm well, really, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I just have to say the interesting part about all of this that you've shared is that everything that you're talking about that's happening with these energies, and I know that uh, some of it is, is coming up for us and not happening right now, but even the idea of addressing self-worth or, uh, you know, looking at um, the value systems and relationships and boundaries and all of these things, where do you need, what do you need to do to change all of the stuff that you were talking about with all these current planetary shifts and those that are coming up? Um, as a spiritual life coach, I'm seeing this with all of my clients. Uh, personally, mm-hmm. I'm seeing, you know, the, I'm feeling that exhausted energy that you, we talked about. I've already mentioned that um, mm-hmm. today and actually was already, you know, feeling and hearing that it's just time to rest before you ever even yes. said it's like this is a good time to just honor yourself and rest. But mm-hmm. the interesting thing is that all of all of my clients are experiencing all of these exact same things. And what you mentioned, which was so fascinating to me, is that this heart expansion um, piece that feels like, you know, I have through this whole thing felt the, the heart pains and the flutters and all of that. And I've always attributed that to heart expansion and heart chakra work and energy work that's being done. But the interesting thing is that you said a lot of this can feel like depression or can feel like grief and that people mm-hmm. can come to me sometimes and be like, I don't know why all of a sudden I feel depressed and I'm not used to this energy because I've been in such a high vibration place and now all of a sudden I feel depression or grief or whatever. And this is exactly what they needed to hear, what I needed to hear to just reiterate that this is just part of the clearing and the expansion of the heart chakra. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something that I really work with and that I really emphasize in the work that I do with my clients is the real need, especially right now, even though we're experiencing all of this stuff, is to really focus on what's working to focus on the celebration, Mm -hmm. no matter what the experience that you're having. It's really important right now that we get out of judgment because when we have these lulls, we go into this whole idea about, okay, so what have I done wrong? Why am I having this experience? And then we seek out guidance and help, which is nothing wrong with that. But what this is actually asking us to do is to trust, to trust the process and to trust ourselves. And so if you go into celebration of yourself and you just are in complete self-acceptance of whatever experience you're having, you move through it much more quickly because then you're not moving into the density of whatever that energy is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the beautiful piece of it that you said, you know, when you think about this stuff, you just just let it ebb and flow. You don't get caught up in in the why. You just let it be. Mm -hmm. And that's um, yeah. the beautiful thing because, you know, it, no matter what it is, it's very aware that you don't have to really ask, but it's like it's either a release, it's something, it's something that has to do with this process and you're still moving forward, so just let it be. <laughs> like, there's, you know, it's just part of it. This isn't going to be, I think, the thing with Ascension, what I have realized in my own, in my own experience and what I realized from clients and then just listening to you, obviously, is that because it's ascension and we think about moving up, 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 that we don't think about the fact that when someone's climbing Mount Everest and they're ascending up that mountain, 
they aren't going up like woohoo cartwheels all the way up. You know, it's a very <laughs> difficult climb, you know, and the summit mm-hmm. is to reach that takes a lot of, you know, it's like the process in and of itself is very exhausting and there's different levels of emotion that go with it and different you know, training and all of this stuff that they have to go through, and then they have to climb up for a little bit, then climb back down, then climb up for a little bit, then climb back down, then climb up for a little bit, climb back down, you know, and then they have to go through the whole push. Mm-hmm. And then even, you know, that it, that analogy is, like, not even not even enough to explain what we're going through because, like you said, this is something that's never been done. So this is, like, a whole new experience for us, and there's really no analogy to fit it other than the fact that even in any form of ascension process up a mountain, it's not easy. And it isn't about, oh, I'm going to, now that I'm ascending, it's going to be great. I'm never going to feel anything. (laughs) It's the opposite of that. Like we're clearing (laughs) so much out. So I think that's important to remember as well. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because, um, you know, we are in this process of ascension. We're all connecting and having this experience that collectively we're all in acknowledgement of what's happening and we're creating tribes and collaboration. And there's so many beautiful things that happen, but there's not an end result. I mean, when we opened the door for, in the winter solstice of 2012, um, we opened the door to the golden age of a thousand years. I mean, if you really think about that in terms of, of a life or what we really understand it, of even a human life, we've got a lot of time. And there's a lot that's going to happen. We're just, we're really on the first step, (laughs) you know, we're like not even at Mm -hmm. the first step yet. So there's not a level that we're getting to. There's not a place where we have arrived. We are now forever in a period of expansion and growth. It's not going to stop. It's not going to end. Even if we, like, even if we have this experience of transitioning to a new earth, which I do believe is coming, it's not like we're on the new earth and we're like, yay, we've arrived. No, like we're still in a level of right. separation from the creator source. Like we're still going to be in an aspect of expansion and growth. That's just our evolution is, is, is guaranteed. So we are on our right. way. Um, and that's why perception is so important. And that's why I really stress celebration all the time. And it's something that we don't do enough of. And it really does help. It helps. And I want to also reiterate just very quickly that Chiron, this energy of Chiron, don't be concerned about it because Chiron, even though it may activate wounds, Chiron has a very healing energy. Chiron today has a trine to Mercury and the North Node. So Chiron is definitely there as a support. Not everybody's going to feel this as a reopening of wounds. Some people are going to be feeling the healing energy come in. So everybody's going to be at their different levels with this. Um, so it's just really about celebrating and just acknowledging and honoring your place on the, in the scheme of things because we're doing amazing things. Absolutely, and it's an exciting time. And I agree with you that celebration is so necessary, the fact that we're all here to witness this and to be a part of it. I know you mentioned before on the show uh, that there are people, you know, souls have been returning just to be a part of this, just to witness it. So it's pretty amazing that we're, it's a miracle. And every day I think about that, you know, I, I, I really am so grateful for the miracles that are happening around us all the time, within us all the time. It's an amazing experience and I'm glad to be a part of it. So thank you for yeah. all the information and that's what, that, that you shared with us. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to mention, too, that that really goes for the transitioning souls, too, that are that are exiting right now as well, because their job is Absolutely. just on the other side 
Right. There's, there's, there's no, it's a transition to us because we don't feel their physical presence anymore, but that's an agreement that they've made to help from the other side because we're all doing this together. So yeah, there's, I just, I just wanted to add that because I know we, we had touched on that earlier. Yes, absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll say that again. I mean, everyone, you know, I, I'm a true believer that every, when we, we lost a whole lot of, well, I say lost, there were a lot of people that transitioned off this planet, um, you know, just, I guess, in the last couple of years, three or four years, that were considered celebrities and big names and all that. Well, you know, it's just important because they, they obviously came in, you know, having probably very evolved souls and were able to, they probably had learned how to really do it. <laughs> and then they left, you know, because they had an agreement to to work really heavily with us on the other side, or maybe they've returned, you know, mm-hmm. and they're they're back with us now and uh, in some form or fashion. The point of it is, uh, like you said, those that are transitioning now are just helping us on that side. So it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I'm, again, I'm so mm-hmm. grateful for it and, and truly cannot say enough how grateful I am for you because you have given so much information to the listeners and just added so much, a plethora of information to me. And I can't say thank you enough. So Thank you for being a light and definitely doing your light work on this planet. Um, you have such gifts, and it's amazing and so impressive and awe-inspiring to listen to. Uh, and I just don't know if you ever really stop and think about that, but I want you to take that in that you are seriously, like light is just shining into your crown chakra every day, and it's amazing, and I love it. So thank you for being that for us. Um, oh, thank you. So thank you again for, absolutely, thank you again for all the information you shared, and thank you listeners for tuning in. And again, I want to reiterate, please send lots of love and light to Elizabeth Harbin, uh, who will be with us next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time um, for Awaken the Goddess Within and Psychic Wednesday. And that is a call-in show, so if you would like to call in and talk with Elizabeth, you're welcome to do so. If you want to write that number down now, you can, 646-668-8327. Keep it for your notes. Otherwise, you'll hear from Lynette Duncan again um, in a couple of weeks. We have her on every second and fourth Wednesday of the month for Astrology Hour. And so be sure to put that in your calendars and tune in every second and fourth Wednesday. Stay updated on all these upcoming shows and any announcements we have. Um, if, if we have any unfortunate cancellations, which hopefully we will not have uh, any more of those, but certainly you want to stay updated. That's facebook.com backslash hour. And, of course, you always want to follow Lynette Duncan as well, at Oracle of Your Soul on Instagram. Uh, you can always get great information from her every day. I follow her, and I highly recommend that you do. And, again, if you have any questions for me or for Lynette or for Elizabeth Harbin, you can always reach us at facebook.com backslash girlpowerhalfhour. Send us a message, a message that way. Or if you're on the show page now listening, then you obviously have the information, and you can go to CherokeeSheree at Hotmail.com and send me a message via email. And I can get any questions or um, any comments or suggestions or anything like that for myself or for my guests, and I can get that to them. And so you always have a way to communicate with us. We hope that you will do so. I have to share with you guys last 90 seconds. I'm sitting here on the show about to close down. My door has been, my my front door to my office space has been closed this whole time, and suddenly it just opened by itself. Wow. That's, that's interesting. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to take that as a confirmation that it was a show well done. So, thanks again, Lynette. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and uh, we'll be talking to you next week, 3 p.m. Central, same time, same place. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.